You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth Radio and Medical Conspiracy Theories. Can I have a long enough title? Before we talk about some of the side effects of pot smoking, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there might be some. Of course, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the articles and the food recipes. I recently published one on sweet potato toast with some goat cheese. Mm, no bread. Gluten-free, baby. Also, I did a vegan key lime pie. Now, I am not a big fan of the key lime. Kate is a big fan of key lime. I am not. Too tart. But I did a, a recipe that is vegan and uh, keto and paleo, right? So we're not using any any flour. But it's pretty good. Check those out. Please donate to our Patreon account. Follow the episode notes. Click on the link. Donate the moolah. You know that's how it works. You know how it works. You like this stuff, donate a buck or two. Look at your wallet right now, and I want that, that tear solitary tear going down your cheek for the pangs of guilt and compunction you feel for not donating. And then let's use that guilt for a constructive way and donate the money. Also buy Confessions of an Obese Child, my ebook on Amazon Kindle and Bards and Normal Nook. Just Google it. You'll find it there. Buy it. $2.99. It's cheap. It's a fun read. It's like the podcast. It's fun. It's serious. Some levity. Do it. Also, all of you are shopping addicts on one level or not. So go to the recipes, click on the Amazon pictures you see there. Anything you purchase in the next 24 hours through that window, I get a small 2% commission at no expense or cost to you. So let's do that as well. And of course, I'm a holistic, paleo-inspired health coach. If you need some help cleaning up your diet, cleaning up your weight, contact me. My price is on the website. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Do it. All right, let's talk about pot. Okay, so this is not going to be a standalone pros and cons argument for pot smoking. One reason, I work at a place where it would not be smart for me to posit my true, true opinion. Perhaps my true opinion, though, is that I'm against legalization. Either way, you're never going to know in this in this episode, unless you have powers of discernment that are magical, like the three-eye raven, right, from Game of Thrones, which has come back. Amen, right? Let's enjoy these last seven episodes. Hopefully, they pull a very Shakespearean ending and kill pretty much everybody, because that would be the best ending. So look, pot. I, I gauge from my students all the time that a lot of them are pot smokers. Now, I wouldn't say a lot of them are pot smokers, and this is not in any way attacking the particular school in which I teach. 
for which I teach or the district for which I teach. I think in general, pot smoking has increased. If you look at the stats, smoking, cigarette smoking has decreased in the youth, but definitely vaping and pot smoking has increased. Now, I will, I can tell when I'm looking at my students who's more likely to be a pot smoker because they have that look in their face, right? They have the red eyes, they're dilated, they kind of have that F grade. <laughs> and then the A students typically, especially the goody goodies, like I have I have a lot of LDS Mormon students and those kids are like, God, if I could clone them, just make every student in America one of them, they're perfect. They are perfect. And of course, you know, they're not smoking pot. They can't even drink tea or coffee for Christ's sake. So, you know, you can kind of see who smokes pot and who doesn't smoke pot. And from the discussions we have in class, um, you can tell most of them have been completely indoctrinated to believing there are no harmful effects from marijuana at all, at all. And I'll tell them some, and I'll, I'll mention the article that we're doing right now, and, uh, you know, it just goes over their head. You know, and it's typically because they've already done it, and they like how it makes them feel, which, you know, it's understandable to a certain extent unless you have a bad trip. And they're not going to give it up. So, you know, you're in denial. So denial is not only a river in Egypt and the Sudan and the South Sudan, but it's also something that a lot of people feel when um, they don't want to f- confront something that is so apparent. So I just I wanted to do an article on this and just bring up some of the other possible negative benefits of possible legalization, which I th- honestly think is coming down the pipe in the next five to ten years nationally. So using marijuana daily may put you at a higher rate for psychosis. Weed use is taking off as more states move to legalize it. Despite the buzz over marijuana, there are some health risks linked with frequent use. One of the more troubling health effects of consuming marijuana is the risk of having a psychotic episode. So essentially psychosis is where the perception and reality differ. So I guess the easiest way to see it is that you're seeing or hearing things that are not there or you believe you're something that you're really not. So there's a blurring of, of the line between reality and whatever's in your mind. A new study published in Lancet Psychiatry, so Lancet's the very esteemed journal over in the UK, shows that consuming weed on a daily basis and using high-potency cannabis is associated with a higher risk of psychosis. Now, Daily pot smoking. Most people, I would say, are not daily pot smokers unless you watch Judd Apatow movies. <laughs> Go back to that episode we did on how Hollywood is perpetuating man children, men who are stunted, and it's mostly because of Judd Apatow movies. So if you watch like Pineapple Express, Franco's character in that's always stoned. You know, pretty much every Seth Rogen movie, the boy is stoned. Cheech and Chong, going back to the old days. So daily smokers, I don't think that's common unless you're like retired or like in chronic pain or you're unemployed pretty much. High potency cannabis though, that's pretty common. Look, in in most of the states that are legalized for recreational use, the good old state of Texas where I'm at has not legalized it for medical or recreational. But in the states that have legal recreational, so like Washington, Colorado, California, Nevada, uh, the 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 pot you can buy at those dispensaries is very strong. It's not like your your grandpa's pot from the seventies at all, or you know the pot you used to smoke the hash when you lived in Spain in in the summer of nineteen eighty six that you got from Morocco or anything like that. The, they have very strong pot, and when you go to a dispensary, you know they'll tell you the people will tell you like what percentage pot, how potent it is, you know, and the different things, you know, what are the different strands like indica, sativa, blah 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 blah, and so. It is strong. Don't get don't get you wrong here. This this stuff is strong. Quote 
This is Jennifer Troche, who wrote the, the he, she was the leading author. During an episode of psychosis, an individual might have altered perception. Their thought process might be different, and they might lose contact with reality completely. They're tripping. For example, they might have hallucinations where they're seeing a thing or hearing voices, or they might have a false belief system, right? The classic one is like, I'm the king of England. I'm the king of England. You must bow to me. Remember, pot is a hallucinogenic drug like psilocybin mushrooms, like um, LSD, right? Sorry, like ecstasy. Uh, like those are all, uh, you know, they, they, they make you trip, right? You got to trip. The study found that those who use weed daily were three times more likely to have a psychotic episode with, compared with someone who never used the drug. Well, that, that's pretty clear. I mean, you can, of course, be psychotic and never use drugs. And for, for example, schizophrenics. I mean, it's classic, right? They see things, hear things that are not there. Um, so they, they have them quite often. The use of high-potency weed every day almost doubled those odds. Yeah. Jennifer Trush said, again, quote, And it gets even worse for people who use high-potency marijuana. They have five times greater odd of having a psychotic episode. The study defines high-potency cannabis as having more than 10% THC. So THC is the psychoactive element in marijuana. So let, let's, let's, let's cover some things. Okay, so the plant itself, the cannabis plant, is otherwise known as hemp. So hemp is like the stalk and the actual flesh of the, the, uh, the bush, the plant. So hemp was quite common usage in the colonial times. Um, rope for ships in general were made from hemp paper was made from hemp clothes were made from hemp even today you know you can eat hemp seeds you can drink hemp milk now hemp does not make you high it's non-psychoactive when you process the hemp plant the cannabis plant you can get a variety of oils one of them is cannabidiol oil so cbd oil which you might have heard a lot about now cbd oil has been shown to be pr quite promising now cbd oil you cannot get high. Now, it might have small trace amounts that the government allows, but in general, you can't get high from that. So THC is the, the, the active part. That's the part that makes you high. Trish says one theory that connects weed and psychotic episodes is that marijuana influences dopamine in the brain, a chemical that can affect hallucinations. But she and the study stress that there is really no conclusive link of marijuana directly causing psychosis. Quote, unfortunately, marijuana has been classified as a Schedule One substance by the FDA and thus has not been studied completely. We would greatly benefit from having studies done so that we could completely understand what marijuana is doing to the mind and body, she said. According to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, as many as three and in 100 people will have a psychotic episode at some point in their lives. Well, that's not a lot, thank God. But, for, you know, with all these mental health ones, I always think the number is much, much bigger than that. Okay, so that's the end of the article. Let's finish up, and I want to talk about some other things about possible pot issues. Okay, so this is something that at least I like to think open-minded pot smokers or pro-legalization pro people would admit to if they looked at the research. The research is, this is one of the consistent ones. So higher rate of having psychotic breaks, high rate of actually developing severe or at least exacerbating already current mental health conditions that you have, high rate of developing schizophrenia, which normally develops in your college years. These are all things that we don't want, and smoking pot habitually will increase your chances of that. Now, the counter-argument will be, well, there's so much promise that, uh, on marijuana curing things or alleviating things. So we know 
depending on the studies, and here's the problem with the studies, right? We go back to a classic Latin phrase that I use quite often in this podcast, quo bono, who benefits? So if you look at many articles that are pro-marijuana, you got to see who wrote the article, who's funding them. If it's from a website that has a normal name, not like freepotnow.com, um, you got to do the research to find out who's funding, who's creating the website. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. So you have to do that. Use that discernment to figure out if the, the, the information you're getting is accurate is accurate. Now, Gottlieb over at the FDA, he's not one of my biggest fans. We've done a couple episodes on him, and he's stepping down. Uh, most recently, we talked about him in the last vaping, jewel vaping episode about four episodes back. He's trying to crack down on CBD in terms of companies making false promises as to what it can do. So, but the general answers about pot smoking, why we should do it, is it alleviates chronic pain. Uh, it can help with insomnia, certain strands. It can help with uh, glaucoma, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia. Possibly some of the ingredients in it can help with cancer. Um, it's it's touted to be very good for end of life, right? For for people in hospice. And there's others. There's there's a lot of stuff. The counter counter argument to that would be. A lot of those benefits that you get from pot smoking, you can get from CBD oil. And CBD oil is not psychoactive. You can go to a vape store right now and buy CBD oil. Um, you can go to online and buy CBD oil. Um, certain Really quickly, there's going to be a lot of department stores that are going to be selling CBD-laced lotions and CBD-laced water. And it's, it's coming. And next year, you're going to see tons of CBD products. So that is the counter argument is that if you really, if pot, if the main reason you're smoking pot is to, for the medical biohacks, the medical benefits, or you have some chronic malady, then just oil it up. You know, you can get CBD oil and lotions and pills and drops and a lot of forms. And so that way you don't, you can avoid the issues with, uh, you know, the highness of pot smoking and some of the other issues that come from it. Now, when you tell that to the potheads, um, they really don't want to hear it because they like the way pot makes you feel. And no doubt, being a, a mild hallucinogenic drug, pot probably makes you feel really good. Okay? Depends, right? It, I think it's a lot like with ecstasy and all these other ones, like acid. If, you, if you're not in a good place when you take acid, you could be like that, the Olsen guy, the classic CIA story where the CIA was testing uh, GIs without their consent, giving them LSD just to see what they would do. I remember reading about this in the old conspiracy shortwave radio days of my of the late 90s when I was deep steeped into conspiracy theories. And Olsen was one of the, the guys who jumped out of a window and killed and was and was killed. And so his family, you know, pursued the truth and so and, the, and eventually came out in the church committee hearings. If you want all the crazy crap that the CIA used to do, Google church committee hearings. These were the hearings that came out in the seventies, where the CIA admits in congressional hearings that they did MK Ultra, mind control, monarch, the sex programming mind control program. They'll admit that. The drug running that they've done in the Vietnam War, they admitted that. I mean, there's so much crap. Uh, Operation Janus, the, the psychic assassins, where they, they tried to develop a program where people could kill people using their minds. There was an old Dennis Quaid movie called um, Dreamscape back in the 80s where kind of demonstrates that. Uh, Clooney had a movie called The Men Who Stare at Goats where they, they talk about that. You know, cause Think about it. If you had a psychic assassin, you can make a, a political leader have a heart attack if you put the psychic assassin, let's say, in a hotel room next to the leader. 
So look that stuff up. I mean, so when people say that mind control experiments by the CIA is it's total nonsense, no, it's not. That they admitted it in, in congressional hearings in the seventies. So um, you can have a bad trip on pot and LSD and X, right? So that's one of the issues. Look, my my big takeaway is pot's going to be legal in the United States within five to ten years. It, it's it's see it in the tea leaves, guys. See it in the tea leaves. One of the reasons is that, that, that this the the last po- the last poll I saw was about sixty to sixty five percent of Americans want to legalize pot. You look at how many states have it legalized for medical usage, and we know in those states it's a joke, right? Oh, uh, uh, I got a cough. Oh, I got I'm, I'm anxious. Can I have a prescription for pot? Okay. It's like thirty something states have that, and I think it's like ten states now that have um, recreational legal legalization. So it's kind of like gay marriage. Uh, the The tea leaves are are turning. People are no longer against it, and you already have some some presidential candidates on the Democratic side, like Beto O'Rourke and some others, who are wanting to get the legalization of pot. So it's kind of kind of it's kind of going to be like Roe v. Wade with abortion. See, prior to 1973, the states, strangely, given that the Constitution gave us these rights, the states' rights, right? We're a federalism, we're a federalism construction here in the United States. The states had the, the the right to determine whether or not they could have abortion or not abortion. And so the Supreme Court came with the Roe v. Wade case and threw that out and made it a federal mandate. So I see the same thing happening with the Supreme Court. In five to ten years, especially if you have a Democratic president, I I definitely see this just being passed. There'll be some case that gets pushed up uh, through the appeals court to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court's going to pass in favor of it. So look, when I tell that to students, you know, I can tell a lot of them get excited. And I tell them, you know, I don't know if society benefits in general by having pot uh, more readily available. If you look at states that have had legalized marijuana for some time, I mean, they'll, they'll tell you that the revenue is much higher. They'll tell you that the violent crime rates uh, have dropped because, again, when you're, when you're smoking pot, I suppose, you have no motivation uh, to to get off off your couch and do anything like commit a heinous crime. Um there is a funny stat I've ever reading in Colorado how there's a lot more dogs coming in to the to the vets overdosing on pot because they've been eating the edibles. Edibles, uh, by the way, are extremely potent, guys. So if you ever take an, a, 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 an edible, if you go to a dispensary and like, oh, there's a edible brownie, uh, I would not recommend that you eat the entire brownie because I've 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 heard of people who are tripping for like a week straight. They don't come off that high because those those puppies are strong. So, yeah, I mean, some of the arguments is like, oh, do you really want your surgeon high? Do you really want your dentist high? Look, I mean, we'll have the same laws against it like we do with alcohol. So you can be driving under the influence of pot, for example. Uh, but no doubt we'll get more revenue. Now, how is the revenue going to be used? Over here in Texas, you know, when they pass the lottery system to have the lottery here, they're like, oh, this will stuff the coffers of education. Yeah, that never happened. We are cash-strapped. Because typically when you see these revenue streams come in, it's government. Government does not know how to use money. They they never meant money that they don't know how to spend. And a lot of that gets, you know, through malfeasance, it gets stuffed in the pockets of politicians and, and middlemen and all these, these these agencies that we don't need. So I, I would not tout that as one of the arguments as to why we should legalize marijuana. I would say I don't want 12-year-olds having more exposure to marijuana. And in general, I don't think it's good at all for young adults, teenagers to smoke pot. We know it disincentivizes work. We know it disincentivizes uh, studying and so forth. So look, if a 65-year-old dude who who's retired wants to light up once a week at home, all right, whatever. Okay, He's already fully formed. His brain's fully formed. 
when you're a 14 year old, it's not a good idea. Now I know a lot of the teenagers get all mad when it, when when you say stuff like that, right? Because they're already hooked on it. Even though theoretically marijuana, you can't get addicted to. But look, I mean, when, when it's like dopamine hits, right? It's like with porn and like food. As soon as you get that dopamine hit, you want that dopamine hit again, and so you need more and more of it to continue the hit. And so you can get like an, on a on a on a social kind of addiction, like a psychological emotional addiction to pot. So when we tell them these things, you know, they don't really want to hear it. And I always tell them, it's like, look, how many straight A students do you know that smoke pot habitually? And how many F students do you know who smoke pot all the time? And they'll always say, oh, there's exceptions. There's A students I know who smoke pot all the time. But as a whole, A students aren't smoking pot. We know who's smoking pot. You can tell who's smoking pot. So look, my, my great takeaway is, hey, if you don't want to have psychotic breaks, don't be smoking pot. At least not daily. Uh, If you're young, don't be smoking pot. It's just not smart. And when it becomes legalized, because it will become legalized, then like with alcohol and all the other vices that we have around us, you're just going to have to be judicious and be responsible, practice some self-restraint, and use it sparingly. Use it sparingly. But people who are predisposed to addictions because they have unresolved trauma, abuse, whatever, in their youth are going to flock to these vices and then they're going to be saddled and uh, debilitated by this. And it'll, and it'll make their life harder because it's going to be harder for them to get jobs because of the, the drug test, but also because, again, pot di- disincentivizes working. And so, again, if you're a child or a young young adult, don't be smoking pot. Certainly don't be smoking pot all day. And don't have psychotic breaks, right? We don't want to take drugs that give us psychotic breaks. So you say all you want about alcohol, and I'm not a fan of alcohol. Of course, my father was an alcoholic. Listen to Confessions of an Obese Child, and I talk about how bad it was growing up with an alcoholic. Certainly not endorsing alcohol, but alcohol theoretically does not make you have psychotic breaks. There, Alcohol can turn you into Mr. Hyde, of course. And uh, you know, ideally, in an ideal world, we could totally get rid of alcohol and some cigarettes and you know, meth and cocaine and all these, but of course, we, we really can't. All right, guys, so hit the subscribe button. Appreciate it. It would take two seconds. And, of course, post a review for the three podcasts that are on the Naturopathic Earth family. This will be Holistic Health News, Confessions of an Obese Child, and Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. Till next time, guys, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.